Route 16 Grind, Episode 2. We have a surprise guest. The Route 16 Grind is sponsored by Sea State Coffee, Warren Industries, Tuffy Security Products, and Route 16 Off Road. Welcome to the Route 16 Grind, the podcast for outdoor adventurers. Each week, we bring you information related to off-road and outdoor activities. If you wheel, hunt, fish, overland, or are an all-around adventurer, this podcast is for you. Each week, we pour a cup of sea steak coffee and talk about informative topics, the gear, and the training that can help you have a successful outdoor adventure. We have amazing contributors and some great conversation. So, grab your cup and enjoy the show. Here are your hosts, Brian and Chuck. All right, welcome back to the Route 16 off, Route 16 Grind. Sorry about that. I'm one of your hosts, Brian. And we also have Chuck. Uh, my background is I run Route 16 Off-Road. I like to get out there and wheel. But I have a lot of different hobbies and adventures that we kind of share in here. And Chuck, why don't you go ahead and do, introduce yourself? Uh, well, I'm Chuck. My background is I hunt and fish a lot. Uh, I like to spend a lot of time outdoors, spend a lot of time uh, with various conservation organizations. Uh, that's actually how I met Brian. We met through uh, BHA slash uh four-wheel drive event down at uwari national forest so big blessing there chuck sure was hey guess what we got our first review and our first patreon nice so you don't sound, seem so excited i was pretty excited chuck <laughs> so no, i am i was actually surprised when you sent the email over i was like oh after one week yeah you we thought i was messing with a, you we already have a loyal follower we do. And of course, it's uh, G-Girl. She gave us five stars. Five out of five stars. She said she loved the content. I like how the content is all outdoor related. Not just one specific interest or sport. I look forward to learning something new each episode. And she is also our first Patreon. She's uh, invested $1 a month to each show. So really appreciate that, G-Girl. Thank you very much. And you know what? We could use some more supporters. Yes, G-Girl. Thanks. Want to support the show? How about coming or becoming a Route 16 Grind Patreon today for as little as a buck a month? It's just not a contribution, but an investment that goes directly to the show. Help this podcast to expand and grow. Benefits for each level range from a shout out during the show, connecting with us directly on Discord, receiving swag, to being listed as a show producer with bonus benefits. We also accept Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies. Check out the show notes for the links to our Patreon page and our cryptocurrency wallet. So on this episode of Route 16 Grind, this week's outdoor update, Chuck shares a recap of this week's with NCBHA, North Carolina Backcountry, Backcountry Hunters and Anglers, and provides some insight to some valuable resources of, for new hunters. Brian talks about his day at the 9th Down Uwari Veterans Day Ride and his install, the Tuffy Security Products JK JKU Tailgate Storage Box. Nikki G calls back with his view on the right and privilege as it pertains to firearms. We had a serious call from Nikki G. It threw me off. And then in the Cup of Joe segment, Chuck and Brian talk about having an international audience after the first episode, future hunting trips, and there was a sighting of FMC Overland. And wait, 
Don't we have a surprise guest? Oh, that's right. We do have a surprise guest. Our special guest tonight is from Northeast Off-Road Adventures, John Mapes, also known as Nora, located in the state of New York, and he will be joining us. John, you there? Yeah, I'm right there. Hey, thanks a lot, John, for joining us, man. Real appreciate it. So, John and I, we connected uh, earlier this week. We were chatting, I guess, on Instagram or something like that. And I said, yeah, man, we started a podcast. It'd be great to have a guest. And John jumped up there. So why don't you tell us a little bit about Northeast Off-Road Adventures or Nora? Yeah, absolutely. But first off, thanks for having me on. This is a, a great uh, podcast. So looking forward to more episodes. But um, yeah, Northeast Off-Road Adventures, we're a off-road driving school based out of Ellenville, New York. Uh, we do basic and beginner off-road driving training. And then we move into more advanced driving and vehicle recovery skills. Um, we do a little bit of everything. Uh, not only just training, we do events and all kinds of different uh, things, off-road related. Yeah. So what about some major events? Do you have any major events during the year? Yeah, so we have our, our open-to-public classes at least once a month. Um, we also do rides at what's called Hunter Mountain. Uh, it's a nice ski resort nearby uh, that we do tours. But we also hold bigger events. Uh, as always with the Jeeps, it's a, a big one was gold, uh, the, uh, go topless day. Um, that's in May. We also hold what we call an outdoor adventure expo. Uh, we team up with okay Four wheel drive and some other, uh, people, Warren, high lift, ARB, all of them. And we have a, a big show at the, uh, at the mountain there. Um, we're also, it seems like once a year now we're getting some type of big publicity. Like last year we had, uh, ultimate adventure come through and then this year we had uh the jl experience with evo manufacturing so who knows what's up but uh we have a really full calendar yeah you are always busy i I follow your instagram and i hope others do as well and we'll make sure to tell them how they can go ahead and follow you but you guys are always busy and there's all these other events that you're involved with charities and helping people out Uh, i know you do a lot more how did you get into off-roading yeah, so uh, my first vehicle was a 1986 CJ7. Um, that was back when I was 16, which is now 21 years ago. Uh, so I caught the bug early, and uh, my parents have a great property. Um, if anybody wants to check that out, uh, you can follow along on my Instagram and see some pictures of it. But it's 10 acres of rocks, and I just got really into rock crawling. And then from there, I got into the training aspect of it because I saw that maybe not everybody was doing it right. And I hooked up with the uh, International Four-Wheel Drive Trainers Association, uh, became a certified trainer. And through that, partnered up with my business partner, Scott, with uh, Nora. And here we are today. That's just amazing. A CJ7, huh? That's yeah, amazing. Yeah, yeah that's a, that, that is still like, man, I tell you, when, when you look at Jeeps, uh, I think a lot of us, well, when we look at it, I mean, that's like to us, like the, uh, the original Wrangler. You probably got some Willie guys out there that probably be disgruntled about me saying that, but I know like the CJ7 was the one, like, man, wow. I also was on your website earlier, and there were some references to the SOAR program. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so we got into this program where we uh, SOAR stands for Specialized Outdoor Adaptive Recreation. Um, it's a long title, but SOAR sounds pretty good. Uh, essentially, it's what we get people out into the woods in uh, either a vehicle or on their off-road capable wheelchairs. Um, we've teamed up with Grit uh, Wheelchairs, which is a, a manual hand-powered off-road wheelchair 
We've built special courses at our facility in Ellenville where people can come out and, and you try out these chairs or bring out their own stuff. And we now about once a month have uh, events. Um, we've even outfitted some of our rental vehicles with hand controls. And it's just a, an opportunity for people that may not be able to go out into the woods and enjoy nature. We have the ability to get them out there now. Yeah, definitely. Staying active is very important, especially people that are limited and what they can do physically, but given the opportunity to reignite that fire because just because they can't physically do it doesn't mean there's not an opportunity to do it. It's amazing that your organization has something for people that still have the desire. More importantly, too, is, you know, try and get someone who, you know what, needs a little little fire, a little bug and build that confidence back up that they can do a lot more than maybe they feel at that moment. That's just an amazing program. Talking about getting people outside, what about corporate events? Yeah, so what we've gotten into, uh, this year we've opened up our, our brand new building, which is a two-story, 5,000-square-foot facility. Uh, kind of looks like a high-end uh, cabin, lodge type of a feel. And now what we're doing is working with um, corporations. We organize transportation. They all come up to our, our facility. We have a bunch of 4 by 4 games. Uh, they get to do some team building. Uh, they can have meetings up in our in our big conference room and get in catered lunches and stuff. But we've had up to I think the last one we did was like 75 participants, you know, just again, getting out in the woods. Uh, we're only 90 miles from New York City. So we get people that come up from the city. They may not even have ever dri- driven before, uh, which is a little scary, but um you know, they get in the, the vehicles. We train them briefly on how to be safe. And, you know, they get to do these team building exercises and have a great time out in the woods. I love that because it's one of the things that Chuck and I talked about when we worked on trying to get this podcast live, if you will, was uh, we want to try and inspire people. We want to try and get them, you know, off the couch. You know, when you're talking about team building, getting people out of their comfort zone, I think, too, is some people just have not been exposed to certain challenges in their life, you know, haven't really risen to the certain levels that, that they can achieve. They, they might feel limited. Then they go out to an event like this and they do some things and they're a total different person. I took a long break from hunting. I mean, when I went to Marine Corps and just, you know, life after that, and I got back into it. And the first hunting trip I went on was at an event up at Snow Camp, North Carolina. We were shooting pheasants and stuff like that. And my wife told, saw a whole difference in me and I've done some great things and wonderful things and been exposed, but that's what I would kind of equate to something like this, where I could imagine individuals going back to the office and high five in each other and just feeling good and feeling confident and just reignite it. That's, that's really cool. Any uh, good stories from one of those events where you saw somebody kind of, you saw a different change from the first day to the day they were leaving from one of those events. Yeah. You get, you get the people that, um, you know, in the office, you can tell they're the, the quiet one, maybe the one that gets, you know, kind of pushed aside while the other people are getting the, the spotlight. And they come out and they do really well, um, you know, either in the driving portions of what we do. Um, we also have set up a uh, uh, air rifle range as well. So all of a sudden, you know, the, the, the quiet girl that sits in the back and, and doesn't do anything is just hitting bullseye after bullseye and showing up everybody else. And then getting behind the wheel and just outdoing everybody. And then everybody gets behind that person and just cheers them on. And it's it's a whole, you know, different level of respect. You know, what you may not see at work, you're, you're seeing it out there on the trail and at the uh, at the event. 
Yeah, it's amazing what you pick up when you spend more time listening, too. That's really cool. That's awesome. Uh, so uh, do you train in any other areas other than your property? Uh, yeah, so pretty much anywhere my Jeep will go, I'll come and help out. Um, I've done a lot of work uh, down at – we have the uh, our most local, I guess you would say, off-road park would be Roush Creek down in Pennsylvania. We do stuff down there. Um, I tr- travel out. There's a lot of different 4 by 4 clubs in the Northeast. Um, and I'll go out to a club meeting and I'll do a high lift jack seminar or winching training. Um, you know, we're pretty much mobile. Uh, we could do just about anything. And, uh, actually this year we were able to go out to Overland Expo East and, uh, oh, General yeah. Tire had us down there. And, uh, we spent a lot of time out at the, uh, obstacle course and, and teaching people how to do a little bit of driving down there. And we're really looking forward to hopefully doing that event again. Yeah, those are amazing. I've yet to make one of those, uh, just, you know, between work, work and, and stuff, but I definitely want to make one. That, those are amazing. And it was unfortunate because I really wanted to go uh, see Dan Greck, who was out there. He travels around. We'll, we'll catch up at some time. So you and I, you know, we met through another company, The Path Less Traveled, when you were hosting 36 Hours You Are. So I wanted to hold on to this. Any news on that event? I mean, you see a lot of teams chattering about it. You see me chattering about it. What about any news, any updates on that? Yeah, so you know, very recently, I've I've just seen a lot of chatter back and forth on on specifically Instagram, a little bit on Facebook, of former teams that had competed. Going, man, we really missed it this year, and I got to tell you, I really missed it this year, and so did my business partner. Um, we kind of had the the perfect storm of just things happen that just made it so we couldn't hold the event this year. Um, but what we're looking to do is was move forward. We're working with some of the uh past competitors to form uh you know a, a new event still it's still going to be 36 hour related uh but making it better making it more efficient um it was a super expensive event to put on everybody's like oh you guys must have made a ton of money no we lost a ton of money yeah um, so we're, we're looking forward to, to to redoing it and and putting the focus on on the competition, uh, we learned a lot over the, the three years that we put it on. And, uh, you know, we're looking forward to making a, a bigger and better event um, and enjoyable for everybody. Yeah, I tell you what, I've gone to two of them. They were amazing. And it's probably my misstep here. But, John, can you tell uh, some of our listeners who have never even heard of 36 Hours Jawari or 36 Hours Race, uh, what it entails, what it is, and just really help our listeners get a true feel of what these drivers and co-drivers accomplish uh, during this event. Yeah, absolutely. We, we um, So it's a 36 Hours. The, the first events were the 36 Hours of Jawari. So it's a military-themed event where participants sign up. They're given a list of items they must have on their vehicle and they must carry with them. Other than that, they can bring whatever they want. Um, But once they come into camp, they're not allowed to leave, and they have to be self-sufficient throughout the event. Um, We give them a mission book. Through those missions, they have to work over 36 hours to complete them. We do require that they are in in the camp during uh, nighttime hours from about 11 to around 5, 36 o'clock in the morning. Uh, but then after that, we let them loose. Um, and there's off-road driving challenges, land navigation, uh, winching, high lift. Uh, then we build in um, canoeing and, uh, and shooting competitions as well. So there's a, a good mix of everything. And the way we structure it is that 
you may show up with a hundred thousand dollar Jeep with the best suspension and the biggest tires, but if you can't handle the other parts of the event, you're not going to do well. So you have to be a well, well-rounded team and, and have a good mix of skills and be able to think outside the box. Yeah, it's it's totally amazing. Uh, in fact, I know it changes too. Uh, you had like hatchet throwing in the last one and you definitely see teamwork and you see where teamwork isn't working in those events. Um, it is very strenuous. Those drivers and a drivers are definitely worn down after that, you know, that 36 hours, it it is something if you are able, when, when John and his team are able to bring it back, I encourage everyone that is able to travel, to go support it. A lot of things happen too at these events through volunteers. They're the sponsors that have sponsored in the past have been amazing and they do a lot of stuff, and, and I'm pretty sure when, when John gets there at that point, that stuff will come out. But I strongly encourage you guys to look at it. And, and you know, I, I've really become friends and uh, uh, definitely stay in touch with a lot of the drivers and, and uh, teams that I've met out there. And they're amazing people. And one thing, too, John, is you break it down to you have, like, the pro teams, and then you have, you know, just – Johnny build my rig in the garage. Like last one, you had like a trooper, a Zuzu trooper out there that was just killing it too. So you're looking at this thing, like how yep. can it be? It's not all about, like you said, just the rig. Right. Um, you know, it, it's, it's kind of the, the grassroots every man event. Um, it is nice to bring in the pro teams because they're normally backed by the sponsors. Um, and what's really cool about the event too, is not only do you have these, you know, maybe bigger name people, um, it's, they're not competing on their own. You're competing side by side with them. You're doing the same events. Um, so you, you can compare yourself to, to what these you know professionals are doing. You can easily say, hey, you know what? We outdid Oren on that one. Oren, you know, he's the best and we beat him on those three events. Um, so it's, it's really cool to, to see that. And then everybody becomes friends. And, you know, like you said, it's, it's almost like a big family when you're all done with it. Oh yeah, it is. It, it is, is very amazing. Well, Hey John, I'd really appreciate you joining us. You know what? Why don't you just stay for the rest of the show if you can, man? Yeah, no problem. I'll hang out. Yeah, cool. You know, Chuck's going to cover some things. I'm going to cover some things and yeah, it'd be great to hear your input, but thank you so much for joining us and uh, yeah, we'll talk some more. All right. Sounds good. Man, that sore program sounds awesome. Yeah, it's pretty amazing that they do that. And John's uh, organization, like, I'm, I'm be honest with you guys, like, John does a lot more than he discussed. And he, you know, is a pretty humble guy. Uh, there's a lot of events that he helps out with. Uh, people have reached out to him from other organizations. Um, he's very much involved. And he is one of those people that has this, this huge heart. And he really takes a passion about what he does. The uh, the SOAR uh, program, it doesn't surprise me that Nora's doing that. Uh, pretty amazing stuff there. Yeah, man. Um, there's a lot of a lot of groups in the hunting and fishing world that are also doing uh, adaptive recreation programs, and uh, those guys really hold a special place in my heart. It, that's a ton of work. I mean, it's crazy. Just having the interactions and discussions with these guys and the dedication that they have to it, I realistically don't know how they can do it and and – keep all the emotions uh lined up it's it's impressive it is it is and and you know what and the, and the thing about it too man is just letting them know you can do it you have the support 
Um, all you need to do, it's no different than when, you know, especially with the veterans, when they signed up, they raised that hand, said, hey, I'm willing to. All you got to do is show that will, raise that hand, and that support is there. And, uh, you know, you, you have a great opportunity to do some amazing things. The Red Warren Badge says you're equipped to handle anything, ready to conquer any challenge that may come your way. That badge has stood for off-road excellence for more than 70 years. During that time, we haven't stopped innovating or striving for perfection. Be ready. Be prepared. Go Warren. The Outdoor Update is brought to you by Tuffy Security Products. Having your vehicle broken into is not a laughing matter. Trust Tuffy Security Products to stop opportunistic thieves. Tuffy is the industry leader in automotive security and provides peace of mind when you walk away from your rig. Durable and easy to install. Tuffy Security Products has adventure-ready consoles, drawers, and lockboxes available for you to organize your rig and secure your gear. Visit TuffyProducts.com and use special offer code GRIND to save 10% on your order. Remember to lock it up. Welcome back to the Outdoor Update. Uh, for you that didn't get to listen to Episode 1, I'll give you a brief rundown of what you can expect. The Outdoor Update is going to be a weekly segment to where I go over all kinds of various news topics and outdoor general related materials. Uh, I, I'm an outdoor generalist. I want the topics to show that. So I'm kind of getting back into the groove of things. I spent the end of last week with the CEO of Backcountry Hunters and Anglers, uh, Land Townie. For those of you that don't know, uh, as I mentioned in the intro, Backcountry Hunters and Anglers is one of the things that led Brian and I to meet each other. And that is, uh, they're a, a public land conservation group, and their mission is to ensure the hunting and fishing heritage in North America through education on behalf of public lands. I encourage anyone listening to go to their website, backcountryhunters.org and check it out. Uh, land came into town from Missoula, Montana, toured across the state, got to go up and do a, a flight tour of the East coast, check out all of our public lands out there, a pint night in Raleigh at trophy brewing came into Charlotte on Thursday, met with some old friends had another pilot at Old Mecklenburg together as a group. And uh, some of the membership camped out Friday night in Asheville. Then we followed that up with a pint night and a public land film fest at New Belgium Brewing. And it was, it was an epic week. I spent a lot of time in conservation, uh, working with various organizations. And it, it, it really took something like this to, to kind of revamp the spirits. Not that they were down in the dumps to begin with, but when you hang around a bunch of people that uh, share a common goal and they've all got kind of infectious personalities, it really is, uh, it's, it's, it's just a, a kick in the, kick in the butt big time to, to kind of get out there and get after it. So one thing I want to go over and it kind of leads into last week's topic in terms of I'm speaking to new hunters, uh, one thing that is really popular right now in the, in the hunting and fishing world is a program called R3. And what R3 is, it stands for recruitment, retention, and reactivation. And essentially is, is we're trying to drive as a hunting community license sales up and able to contribute that to conservation dollars. And I know I've talked to a lot of people. And I I totally understand that when you're first starting out hunting and fishing, it's an extremely daunting task. It's uh, especially true when you're pursuing big game animals uh, like white-tailed deer. They, they're just so 
tuned in to what's going on around them and they're just built to survive. And I was one of the fortunate people that was, I was brought up hunting around hunting and I learned many of the basics at a very early age. But a lot of the people that I talk to are just like, I don't know where to start. And at my age, I couldn't imagine trying to learn as an adult, especially without any type of network of folks to act as mentors or to kind of guide you along. Uh, it's, it's one of those. And, and I guess if I went into four wheeling, I would be an off-road and an overland and I would kind of be the same way. Um, just because it, there's a lot out there. I think the internet, you get bombarded with a lot of information and fortunately there, uh, there's been a, a lot of programs to establish those, the basic groundwork for hunting and for new hunters that want to get into it and educate them. And it's a lot more than just walking around in the woods. Uh, new hunters should be educated on tree stand and firearm safety, tracking, scouting, uh, weapon proficiency, what to do after an animal has been taken and it's down on the ground, uh, how to actually turn it into food recipes, how to cook the, um, the North Carolina Wildlife Resources Commission, which is the state agency that's responsible for conserving and sustaining the state's wildlife and fish resources, offers a fantastic program called Getting Started Outdoors, where they provide a day-long crash course in whitetail hunting, followed up by a mentored hunting opportunity to folks that meet the criteria of not having a network. Essentially, they've never hunted before, never bought a hunting license. And they, the program will walk you through all the steps that it takes from purchasing a license to actually going out and taking an animal and what to do after the fact. Many other state and conservation organizations, they offer similar programs. And I know that those programs require a time commitment. You're required to be there. And I stumbled, I stumbled across uh, a resource this week that is, was created and put on YouTube by the quality deer management association or QDMA for short. And this video series is titled Deer Hunting 101. And I love the online format because it fits into anybody's schedule. You can squeeze in a couple sessions on your lunch break. You can watch it while you're on the treadmill at the gym, uh, right before bed, throw the headphones in, watch watch a five or six minute little clip, and then soak it all in. And it's not, it's not end all be all. It's not all comprehensive, but it gives a fantastic groundwork. There's 17 videos included in the series, and it literally starts off with an introduction to whitetail hunting, uh, covers topics of deer behavior, and then it kind of ends of what kind of what what the responsibilities come along with being a hunter. And I, I really encourage you to get out and watch that if you're hunting curious. It's it's one of those deals to where I think. Nothing beats a good day in the woods. Nothing beats being out and about and, and learning with boots on the ground. But being able to get as much information as you can from people that actually know what they're talking about is vital. And it anything helps expedite that learning curve. It's, uh, and I think this, this is perfect. Um, one thing I want to be clear about, though, is this is not a plug for QDMA or the North Carolina Wildlife Resources Commission. I encourage everybody listening to look into QDMA, your local state wildlife agencies, various other conservation groups. I think that's extremely important as a hunter for you to look into those. You need to be aware and you to give back since you are participating in an extractive 
activity. What the plug is for those hunting. I want to see people in the field getting it done, and I want to see new, new hunters joining in on that. License sales drive conservation at the state level, and these agencies' operating budgets are relying on these dollars and those sales numbers. This is why I've provided these resources, and I'll, I'll continue to do so, because without hunter and angler dollars contributing conservation, conservation in North America would be non-existent. But that's a topic for another show. Yeah, Chuck, uh, man, that's just uh, a lot of great information. I personally have benefited from connecting with the QDMA and uh, definitely the Backcountry Hunters and Anglers Association. Um, you know, well, let me talk about land first. So that that guy's really a rock star. Um, I, I've never met the man. I'd never heard of him until I got involved with uh, Backcountry Hunters and Anglers. And my goodness, man, that dude, when he walks in the area, people just go crazy. The... Um this is the first time I actually met him face to face. I'm not sure what I expected, but he exceeded those expectations. He is, he is a rock star. That's a good way to sum it up. The guy is ste- steeped in conservation. His, his, his dad was a conservationist big time. His dad's friends, he grew up in the world. He started working with the National Wildlife Federation as he progressed through his career and then he eventually became CEO of BHA. And it's crazy because he, had, he has a lot of friends in North Carolina through his Wildlife Federation connections. And to see him interact with those guys and just uh, how he interacted with all of the membership, with the organization, everything, it was great. It wasn't just the board. He didn't just hang out with us. He talked to everybody. He soaked up everybody's stories. He told stories. It was, it was a fantastic week, man. It was long. Um, he was definitely ready to get out of North Carolina come Sunday. I guarantee it. We uh, <laughs> we put him through the paces. Yeah, he he is. I, I know he's pretty very stacked on his schedule. Hey, John, you probably should ask you, man. Do you like uh, hunt fish? You enjoy those activities? I uh, I go fishing quite a bit. Uh, yeah, no hunting though. Yeah, I mean, well, New York State, I mean, I'm not familiar with uh, all the regulations. I know you have hunters up there. It's kind of like with Pennsylvania, but there's a lot of regulation in those states, too, and that's that's kind of make it a little bit tough. What's your fishing tag cost, like, far as your license? Uh, the yearly license now, I think, has gone up to $29, something like that. That ain't bad. Um, yeah, it's not too bad, and, and that covers everything. Uh, where I live, I'm right near the Hudson River, so I end up doing – um, you know, freshwater, saltwater, all kinds of stuff. So that covers everything. Well, you know, I, I'm a person that like, I, I still grunge anytime we give the government money and definitely a different, uh, podcast. Well, before I get all that out, uh, let's definitely get past uh, podcast number two. That actually isn't too bad. I shared last show about, you know, how much it costs just to go hunting in Virginia. Uh, Cause I'm looking at going hunting up there in, in December. You know, Chuck, you talked about the QMA. Probably should put those in the sh- that uh, link in the show notes for our our listeners, so they can go ahead have a reference point to look at. Because I-, I tell you what, uh, folks, you have to be you have to seek it, and you have to be ready to listen. I'm a person. I've been exposed to a lot of things. I, I you know gone hunting, and I understood that. Hey, it's been a while. I need to approach it like I'm going back. I'm you know new again. You know, I remember seeing Chuck at his table. I said, Oh man. I want to get with these guys because I need to go hunting again. And, you know, we linked up and it was, you know, definitely some things I remember, but some, you know, some things that correlate from 
the military that brought over and, you know, Chuck and I uh, walked and talked a lot that day. I was willing to listen. And I think Chuck, you did all the goblin though, too, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, uh, it's a, it's difficult, man. I, I talk to people all the time and I couldn't imagine this jumping up off the couch and going out in the woods and trying to accomplish the goal of taking an animal for the means of food uh, without the network. Like I said, I, I grew up being told from a very early age how to do everything to be successful. Built on it, obviously, you have to learn some stuff in the field, but just that ground, that basic groundwork right. is, uh, is, is phenomenal that there's these programs out there that are willing to do that. And it is self-serving. We, we do want other hunters in the field. We want those dollars. We, but at the same time, it's also extremely rewarding to see somebody achieve their goal and to be able to put food on the table and a little memory up on the wall too. So, I definitely would like to uh, look at that video series myself. Um, I think I definitely would benefit from it. I connected with the guys here, um, and I wasn't aware of it. So I'll, I'll make sure to take a look at that. So really appreciate you sharing that, Chuck. We'd like to feature your successes. So shoot the pics over to us with a brief story. Route16.com and select contact. That's R-O-O-T-O-N-E-S-I-X.com. Select contact. Hey, this is Nikki G. And I just caught the show. I'll say uh, good show. I enjoyed it. And I got a little uh, to add about the uh, firearm privilege right discussion. I believe everybody has the right to own a firearm. Not everybody should have the privilege to take it outside. little story of my youth. Uh, my father was an avid hunter and fisherman. And he took me and my brothers out hunting quite often and fishing, although uh, my hyperactivity didn't do too well in the, in the fishing department. 14 years old, for my birthday, he gave me a 22 rifle. I went out in the backfield to shoot it. And uh, long story short, I was shooting out a burn barrel. And uh, like I said, long story short, I did about $1,200 of damage to the tractor parked about 25 yards behind it. And so uh, my privilege to carry a firearm was revoked until I left the house, actually, when I was 18 as a young adult. Never again did I fire a firearm with my father alive. So, uh, yeah, everybody has the right to own one. Not everybody should have one outside. All right, carry on. Man, Nikki 3G threw me for a loop. I thought it was somebody else when I read the uh, voicemail come in from the hotline, and then I realized, oh, my goodness, Nikki G called back. So, And it was a really good question. I think first thing we need to clear up is, you know, last week Chuck and I were actually talking about hunter's rights as far as hunting being a privilege, hunting being a right. And that's definitely a topic we want to dive into in future podcasts. Some really good information, different points of view and perspectives with that. What Nikki brought up was essentially, if you want to call it Second Amendment rights and stuff, and he felt that, you know, hey, everyone has the right to be armed, but he's really concerned about just anybody walking around there with a firearm and not necessarily being responsible with it. For me, I definitely agree with Nikki G in the fact that, you know, I feel it's everybody's right to have the ability to defend themselves uh, and that. But you, with, you know, anything that you're going to do, you need to be responsible with it. I did run a gun range in Houston. Um, I was an instructor when I first got out of the Marine Corps, spent a lot of time around firearms and many capacities while I was in the Marines. And, you know, in the Marine Corps, you're taught 
you own every shot, you know, especially when I was a force reconnaissance Marine, every shot you shoot, you own that and you're responsible for that. So you go get the training. And if you're not capable of performing with that weapon and in the, in the way that you need to perform in every condition that you need to perform it in, you need to go get training and, you know, you might need to look at, you know, whether I, I should be carrying this thing around. Hunter safety, right, Chuck? I mean, you go to hunter safety, but it doesn't stop there. Right. No, yeah. This is kind of the same way with a concealed carry permit. You have the permit, doesn't make you an expert. You you need to be familiar. You you need to practice. And, that, and that's with both hunting and with guns in general. You need to be proficient. You need to be safe. Uh, there's a lot that goes into it. There's a really big responsibility with it. But yeah, you hit the nail on the head. Though we were, I had brought up uh, the right to hunt. We weren't discussing uh, the rights of firearms, which are both really great topics. And I'm sure over time we'll delve deeply into both of those several times over again. So, hey, thanks for the call, Nikki G. Really appreciate it. Hey, call next week, man. Love to hear from you again. Want to be on the show? Maybe share with us some interesting hunting, fishing, overlanding, wheeling, or adventuring news? Then give us a call at the Route One Six Grind Hotline at 919-694-3356, and maybe you'll be on the next show. Since 1989, Tuffy Security Products has been the industry leader in automotive security. Tuffy has a variety of vehicle-specific consoles, drawers, and lockboxes. Tuffy manufacturers adventure-ready organization and security for your Jeep, truck, or SUV. Visit TuffyProducts.com and use special offer code GRIND to save 10% on your order. In the Rock, Mud and Dirt is brought to you by Warren Industries. At Warren, we pour our effort and our thirst for adventure into every product we make. You better believe American pride runs deep here in Clackamas, Oregon. Here, a small army of engineers, technicians, machinists, and assemblers design and refine Warren products, bringing them as close to perfection as possible. Their work is backed up by legendary quality control that doesn't just stand up to rigid worn standards. It lives up to the toughest demands of the world's top vehicle manufacturers and military suppliers. How do we know? Because they've partnered with Warren for decades. This quest for peerless reliability, this worn difference, will be around as long as Warren Industries is in business. At least another 70 years. Go prepared. Go worn. Welcome to In the Dirt, Rock, and Mud segment. The off-road product I'm going to talk about this week is the Tuffy Security Products JKJKU Tailgate Door Lockbox, item 359. Mounts to existing OEM mounting points on the inside of the Jeep tailgate with minor drilling required. The tailgate lockbox provides ample secure storage for tools and other gear. The door folds down creating a work table for cooking or quick sorting and access of your stuff. The tailgate lockbox comes equipped with two removable shells for organization of smaller items. The entire Tuffy JK tailgate lockbox is extracted using welded 18-gauge steel heavy-duty fasteners and is covered with durable textured power coat finished. The JK tailgate lockbox installs to the JK tailgate rail mounts using standard hand tools with or without an OEM hardtop. Featuring Tuffy's PryGuard locking system with a 10-tumbler double-bitted security lock with built-in weather seals. Like I said last week, this was a very easy, easy install and took less than, you know, 15, 20 minutes. But I want to provide you a few key items to pay close attention to during the install. Follow the instructions are recommended. But if you forego this step because you're most likely a man, 
I hope you can reference this episode in your head and make sure you don't end up with a sad face making a run to the hardware store. The most important item to pay attention to, in my opinion, is to ensure you place the four plastic inserts in the correct upper right most holes in the back of the tailgate. These inserts are what your screw, what you will be screwing into. The kit does not come with extra. Like really, there are no extra pieces. So before you push them in, ensure you're placing these in the correct areas on the tailgate. Start with the far right, then move left, and then to the next one. Remember, I said on the right. That's right. These inserts are what the screws will be screwed into in order to secure the, and anchor the box. Another item to pay attention to are the two metal tabs at the bottom of the lockbox. You will place these in specific slots at the bottom of the tailgate and rotate into place. This is so the weight of the box is not just relying on the screws themselves. This matters if you use the lid as a table. If these tabs are not seated correctly, all the weight will be supported by the screws only, which could have negative impact on the box staying fully mounted and secure over time. The kit also comes with some double D seal to be applied to the back of the box before you mount it to the tailgate. I recommend you do this. But for root, I went one step further and laid some black silicone on the top and sides of the box once it was on the tailgate. The exterior of the lockbox is 6 inches deep, 30 and a half inches wide, and 14 and a half inches high, with 2400 cubic inches of secure storage. To put in perspective, inside root's tailgate lockbox, I have a Viair 400PA air compressor, an accessory bag, a power pack, a power tank tire repair kit, two worn winch hooks, a Gerber machete, and one of my absolute favorite tools, a Hunts Brunk Salen hatchet. I personally opted opted not to install one or both of the removable shells. I will hold on to them as modification addition to any rig as continuous. This is one of the main great products that Tuffy Security Products makes. Along with the tailgate lockbox, Root has a hood lock, an overland overhead console, and a driver's side security drawer. You can have all your products to have one lock type so one key can access all devices. Or you can have all the secure storage products that have different locks. It really is up to you. These products last and can take the best that a would-be thief can give them. You want storage security in your off-road rig or overland rig? Christmas is coming, y'all, and Tuffy Security Products makes great gifts for Jeep, Ram, Ford, Chevy owners, or even something that you can use to travel or have in your home like a portable safe. Go with the best, and that is Tuffy Security Products. Check out all their products at ToughySecurity.com and use the code GRIND at checkout. You'll receive 10% off your purchase, or you can reach out to us for a product quote at Route16.com, select contact. Route16 is an authorized Tuffy Security Products dealer. Now that we know about some great gear, let's talk about a great event. This past weekend, I had the honor and privilege to speak at the 9th Annual Uwari Veterans Day Bride. This event was put together by True Patriot, with the help of many volunteers and other not-for-profit organizations like Operation Flyer Flag. The annual Veterans Ride Day Ride is an opportunity to thank and connect veterans through a day of adventure and therapy. The event's goal is to ensure all veterans, regardless of their age, branch, and time served, experience camaraderie and compassion for their sacrifices. Everyone enjoyed the opportunity to camp, hit the trails in their rig as a driver, or as a guest passenger. There were campfires, camaraderie, and some great chili prepared by local Boy Scout troop. An amazing raffle that had items donated from Warren, Hendricks Chrysler Jeep, Piedmont Performance, Outlaw Off-Road, Veterans Carvings, The Vacation Lab, East Coast Gear Supply, Rhodes Glass Company, Walker Tire Automotive Care, Orchard Lake Campground, High Lift, Jack Designs, Snap-In Time Photography, Four-Wheel Parts Raleigh, 
Bubba Rope, Lucy Lights, 30 Seconds Woodworking, Colby Val, Broken Skull Garage, Rugged Ridge, AutoZone, Veterans Carvings, Relics Fabrication, Asheville Veterans Outfitters, Asheville Kubota, Ken Wilson Ford, Fields Auto Group, U-Joint Off-Road 4x4, Country and Cub Cadet, Diamondback 4x4, Buckeye Performance Inc., Rhino's Garage, and Tires, and One-on-One Physical Therapy. I saw a couple flags in a fire pit out there made by fabrication shops. Uh, the flags were just beautiful, and this fire pit, you could actually use it as an ice well or even a mini jacuzzi. As for what I spoke about during the event, the summary of my message I had for the large group of vendors was this. Your family is first. They need you, your time, and your attention. You and your family are the mission now. I shared some personal insight and perspectives through my own post-military service challenges. I reminded them they have the knowledge and resources to be successful. I encouraged them to use those. I hope the message I shared was worthy of the audience I was addressing. Thanks again, Mike, the new president of True Patriot, for this honor. I was truly humbled. If you are or you know a veteran who is in need of assistance, we will have some veteran assistance resources available in our show notes. So that True Patriot event down at UR sounded pretty fun, brother. Yeah, it was pretty cool. I was, I, I actually, I didn't, I didn't go on the trails that day. And it sounds so funny because uh-huh. it seems like when I go out to Uwari lately, I go more to the range now. Um, but I'd kind of wanted to get my thoughts together. For me, going out and shooting on the range one shot at a time, it, it is a little bit of therapy for me. It lets me slow things down. And uh, I was able to collect my thoughts and really, because a lot of the veterans out there I, I know personally or I've known on the trail or, you know, I know in the club that's kind of out there supporting them. A lot of clubs went out there to support this event, too. I didn't want to have something written down. I really wanted something that was spoken from the heart because I feel that the moments of things that have resonated with me is when someone said something that was just straight from the heart. And that's what I, you know, wanted to offer them. Um, and, and, you know, Mike from True Patriot, uh, he was just placed in that president role. Uh, recently, the president, vice president, unfortunately, had to step down uh, for family reasons, and Mike just stepped up, and he's an amazing guy, uh, Mike Heath out there, and he runs a lot of programs through True Patriot. So that's an organization you want to check out. You can find him at uh, truepatriot.org, and I think also Patriot Therapy. Um, you can find him on Instagram under those, Facebook, and whatnot. Definitely check those guys out. They do some amazing things. And if you can volunteer, find the time to do that, then please reach out to them and let them know that you're available. They could use the help. Have an idea or maybe you'd like to contribute to one of our segments, then go to route16.com and select contact and let us know your idea. That's route16.com and select contact. Go farther, do more, challenge yourself, dig in, winch out, rediscover the fun of off-roading, all with the confidence that you can do more than ever before, because you're backed by reliable Warren products, led by an exciting wave of new Warren products, the off-road world has never been more energized. Consider the ground up, redesigned, and never say can't attitude of the new Axon and VRX Power Sports winches. The most innovative, revolutionary winches on the market. Plus, the expansive line of worn products for the truck, commercial, utility, industrial, and severe duty markets. You give us your trust, we deliver the performance. Wherever you go, be prepared. Go worn. The Cup of Joe segment is brought to you by Seasteak Coffee. Have you ever actually drank good coffee? Stop wasting your money on old, stale coffee from the store. And make the switch to Seasteak Coffee. 
Sea State Coffee is a United States Marine Corps veteran-owned and operated roastery, selling premium coffee that's roasted on order and delivered fresh to you. Order your coffee today at www.seasteakcoffee.com. Hey, Chuck, I think we're getting a little bit good at this, man. <laughs> getting there for sure, for sure. I do want to say something to start this off real quick. I know we are we're our title sponsor, Sea State Coffee. But I told you in the beginning I wasn't going to say good things about any any product on here unless it was legit and it was good. Uh, but I left C-State a review earlier. My wife, when she drank it, her exact words were, I haven't had a coffee experience like this in a long time. Yeah, it is pretty darn good coffee. And Oh, man. I was a Folgers guy before this. That's how sad I was. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a snob now. No, it, yeah. was, it was legit. The we hadn't even opened it. It's sitting on the counter and it's stinking up the whole house. And she was like, I just picked it up and smelled it. I was like, Oh my goodness. We're in a world of mess now. So, uh, yeah, legit, like reach out, veteran owned company, holler at them, get some coffee, get a sweet mug, get some stickers or some slaps as they call them. Uh, hook yourself up. Yeah. I'll tell you what, Christian, great job. Uh, John, again, thank you so much for joining us, man. We cover a lot of ground here. It's a little bit different. And, you know, one thing that you're throwing out there, too, is just you're staying in line with far as the message that we have is, you know, get out there, get adventurous. There's a lot of organizations that are available. If you're not sure, get some training. And your organization is one of those that, you know, people can look up and go to and attend. And it's not just an investment in the sense of, hey, um, I can learn to drive better, but it's it's a great memory. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what's really cool about what we have going on is uh, we have now trained almost 4,000 students. And out of those, we now have, I don't know, 20 of them that now are our employees as well and help us out with these events. So we, we all become a, a big family. And, um, you know, it's hard to have a b- bad day out in the woods. No, oh, I hear that. I definitely hear that. I tell you what, that's exactly where I would like to be every day if I could is getting outside, not sitting behind a desk or in a cubicle. But unfortunately, that pays the bills. Hey, uh, Chuck, right. I, I heard you got a deer, man. Well, actually, it wasn't my deer when you called me yesterday. A uh, buddy of mine shot one a uh, little over a week ago. And kind of what we'll do, I'm in the process of installing a walk-in cooler but we let them sit in a normal cooler up out of the ice, but with ice on top of them. So if that makes sense, right, right. Sits on top of some milk crates, ice drains down by them, uh, keep some cool. Whenever we get time, we go out and process them. So that was actually what I was doing yesterday. We were finishing, I guess the day before yesterday, we were finishing up cleaning it and everything, getting it wrapped up, ready for the freezer. It was, a uh, it was a good sized deer, weighed about 200 pounds. He got a lot of meat, about 40 nice. pounds of ground. Lots of roast and steaks and stuff. So that is awesome. That's a big deal for here in North Carolina. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, it's a good time. It was, it's, it was probably the second biggest deer that I've seen on the ground in North Carolina. Um, there, there are definitely some spots around where they do get bigger than that pretty regularly. But as far as my area, that's the second biggest one I've seen. Hey, guess what? I saw FMC Overland at Uwari. 
He's not oh, Puerto yeah? Rico no more. Yeah. So we talked a little bit about his contribution to the show. He's really, really excited about it. I talked to him, Travis, and I talked to his son. He had Blue Falcon out there, the name of his Jeep. So uh, it was good seeing him, and I'm really excited to get him rolling and contributing to the show here. Hey, John, uh, Overlanding, what are your thoughts on that? Any experience, knowledge there? Yeah, I, I'm big into it now. Uh, I started off off-roading doing the, uh, the rock crawling, but – Doing more of this overlanding stuff, I got to tell you, it's a lot more fun. And plus, you get to sit back, relax, have some good food out on the trails. Um, right now, my JK has, uh, you know, the fridge and the grill and rooftop tent and all that. And uh, we're actually going to start offering some classes coming up on uh, overlanding this uh, this coming year. Oh, that is awesome. Um, and because I think, too, is overlanding, what you normally see is people going out buy a bunch of Gucci stuff. They watch a couple of YouTube videos, and they think they're overlanding. That's all it is. Like, hey, you know, I got this awesome tent and a couple wonderful things inside. But it's much more, and it's a little bit more technical, especially if you actually pursue the overlanding thing. I was talking to uh, Chuck last week on the show. It's like, you know, I was kind of doing overlanding before it was overlanding. When I was in the military, I had a, had a uh, XJ. I used to drive everywhere. I used to go out in the middle of the desert. I used to just go out and get lost. I remember having lunch in West Texas in the mountains out there and uh, just enjoying all that, packing so I could sleep on top of my, all the stuff in the back of my Jeep, all that stuff. And then this, all this overlanding thing is like, man, where was all this stuff when I needed it? You know, the rooftop tent and everything. I think what's great about it is people are able to do a little bit more. You can go a little bit further and, and you also can get a little bit more extreme. There's certain conditions. There's no way my rig and my setup would have been able to go through. Nowadays, like people definitely have the setups and they have the uh, equipment to where they can go further and whatnot. Just like the, just a lot of smart things going in, like how you carry gas, like how you carry extra food, whatever the case may be, the storage things are insane. So I'm not going to steal this thunder, but like FMC Overland, the drawers that he made, you know, as far as maximizing that space and weight, it is amazing. All those things taken consideration is just amazing. And you know what? Yeah, it's good. You just, you hit the nail on the head where, yeah, you can relax. You know, it's not just about going out and getting it. It's about enjoying it. And if you want to stop, you stop and you're already home. You know, Chuck, Lantani, I definitely need to go out and meet uh, meet him and get into one of those events. Uh, where's he going off next, you know? Uh, right now, I'd imagine he's going home and spending a little bit of time with his family and getting in some late season hunting. We didn't actually get to discuss where he was going. Uh, anybody that's interested though, you can keep track of his goings on, on social media through the backcountry hunters and anglers stuff through his, his is just land at land Tony on Instagram. They also put it on their website. Uh, but he stays pretty busy. And from what I gathered, I think he's probably going to slow it down for the last portion of the year and maybe maybe spend a lot more time out west and stay relatively local. He's a busy dude, man. He's 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 a trooper. A yeah. guy like that, it's uh it's cool to get behind. So Yeah, absolutely. But, I'm sold on it. <laughs> hey, we may be doing a pint night out in your area coming up pretty soon though. In the Southern Pines, Fort Bragg area. Oh my gosh, there's so many breweries out here. They just opened right. up another one, a hatchet brewery, where you know you throw the hatchets inside a bar. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, well, my, my wife was saying, I don't know if that's smart. You know, some girls will be going off on her boyfriend, got a sharp object next to her. <laughs> our, our crowd would be on board with that. So, um, yeah. but we're trying to work out the details now. So, folks out your way, 
may be able to get a little taste of uh, BHA. Heck and yeah. what we're doing in North Carolina. So That would be def- definitely awesome. Uh, really look forward to that, and I'll definitely stay posted on that. And if we hear anything, we'll keep you posted on it. So, John, I really want to thank you again. Uh, John Mapes from Northeast Off-Road Adventure. You know, John, why don't you tell us where our listeners can find you via the webpage or social media? All right. So our website's nyoffroaddriving.com, or I think we've even made it simpler. You can now go to nora4x4.com. Uh, check out all the stuff we do. We try to keep our calendar posted. I think we have everything through December of next year. Um, social media-wise, Facebook, we have Northeast Off-Road Adventures, Inc., uh, our Instagram, Nora 4x4. Uh, also, my personal one, John Mapes, J-O-N. Uh, you got Jeepman John 28 You can see all the silly things I do outside of the off-roading wor- world. I have a, a awesome little two-year-old baby, Connor, the off-road baby, who's really getting into this. So um, it's, it's great. Um, thank you very much for having me on the show. I look forward to dropping in every now and then. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks again. Great having you. And uh, so everyone, you know, thanks again for joining us this week. Make sure to subscribe to the show. And, you know, maybe even you could leave us a five-star rating. Thank you so much. We will see you next week. Please subscribe. Thanks for listening to the Route 16 Grind. We want to thank our amazing sponsors, Warren Industries, Tuffy Security Products, C-State Coffee, and Route 16 Off-Road for their support. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, and more. Just look for Route 16. That's R-O-O-T-O-N-E-S-I-X. Or just go to Route16.com. Until next week, plan smart, be safe, and as always, be prepared. We're international, baby. We have three listeners in the UK. Yes. Yeah!